What's up, rockers? Welcome to another episode of the Talk Louder podcast, where we geek out on all things rock and roll. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Leave us your likes and comments. You can also leave likes and comments on our Facebook page. Follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Instagram at talklouder underscore podcast. And of course, our website, talklouderpodcast.com, where you'll find links to our merch and all of our previous 100 plus episodes. I'm Metal Dave, along with my co-host Jason McMaster, and today we are joined by our favorite honorary Texan, Nigel Glockler is with us. Nigel from Saxon is back from England. He is currently uh, living in Texas again. We're happy to have him back in the Lone Star State. Um, He's joining us today to talk primarily about his new project, which is a band called Six by Six. And uh, it features Ian Crichton, who is the guitarist for Saga, a band out of Canada. Uh, had a had a hit in the United States with uh, On the Loose. I remember yeah, watching I, that video. I I'm going to geek out for a second. I love that song. Yeah, I love it. I remember I love the it. Video. It was like it was kind of, it was kind of like Europe before Europe. They sound like Europe a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And they also have sort of a Queen vibe too. The singer is kind of doing a Freddie. He has a Freddie Mercury tone. Uh, he even in the video, people remember I'm dating myself here, but that's OK. I remember he's, the singer is even dressed like Freddie. He's wearing all white sleeves cut off. He's got a red stripe somewhere. Um, I seem to remember him being somewhat freakishly tall, which is not really like Freddie. But uh, he also played keys, but he would put the keyboard up front next to his, you know, where he would rock out with the mic stand and stuff. But dude. Ian Crichton, this guitar player, is like an Ingve kind of a guy. He's just real. He's just more of a chill uh, stylistically, but he can play like that. Um, yeah. And uh, Saga is not just a an early '80s one-hit wonder. They're still together yeah. apparently, and still play shows and festivals. And so I love it when I saw that. Um, and even watch the video, the six by six, the newest video is called China. I recognized the guy right away from the on the loose video. And I was like, that has, that's him. So yeah. uh, anyone who sort of likes that sort of nostalgia thing, such as I do, um, we'll, we'll see that right away and recall all of that. And your eighties fanboy will come rushing back. Yeah. Um, but you uh, mentioned Robert Barry also. Robert's the bass player yeah. in Six by Six. Well, uh, and he he's the producer apparently. Yeah, yeah, produced the record. So the so the band is a three piece. It's Nigel Glockler, Ian Crichton, and Robert Barry. It's a super group. It is, and they both and and they all three have deep roots in Prague. I know Nigel, of course, is primarily known as the drummer for the mighty metal band Saxon, but he's um, also he shared with us in the past. He's He's a huge Genesis fan. Genesis is his favorite band of all time. Um, and uh, he's he spent some time in a, a later version of the band Asia. Uh, he's played with Steve Howe. So, there, you know, all these guys uh, have roots in prog rock. But maybe the other two are more widely known for their roots in prog rock than, than, than Nigel. Uh, but Nigel is having a great time with this project because he's sort of able to flex some of the creative muscles that maybe he doesn't get to flex as much in, in a band like Saxon, which is, you know, known for 
being heavy metal and unapologetically so, thankfully. Uh, but yeah, six by six, great new project by some seasoned players, immense amount of talent in that in that trio. Uh, they got the new album out. It's called Six by Six, and apparently they're already kicking around ideas for a second album. So that band is here to stay. They and have three. I, I think that Nigel alerted me that there's three singles off the record already. So they're correct. churning them out, and uh, they're they're planning a tour. And uh, Nigel talks a lot about that. It's really cool to see Nigel smiling and happy, and he's he's virtually a, a happy-going, uh, you know, happy-go-lucky, fun guy already. Right. But to see him light up when he talks about this, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and you mentioned the three singles. We should name them so people can check this out on okay. YouTube. Though the six by six, there's a song called China. There is another song called Save the Night and another called Yearning to Fly. And there are videos for all three of those songs on, available on YouTube. The, uh, the Yearning to Fly video is really well done. I mean, they're all very well done, but that one, uh, the animation and the visuals and stuff are, are very clever. So three things there for you to check out on YouTube if you haven't already got the album sort of get a taste of what 6 by 6 is all about um, and yeah I think it's just great that Nigel's getting to do some of this prog rock stuff yeah it's awesome it was uh, it was great having him today yeah always let's bring him in Nigel Glockler on the Talk Louder podcast <laughs> So, Nigel, welcome back to Texas. Thank you very much. <laughs> how, how long have you been back in Dallas? Uh, the, uh, a couple of weeks, I think it is, something like that. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So you come back periodically. Uh, your in-laws live in Dallas, so you come back periodically uh, and stick around for a couple months, six weeks, something like that? No, I mean, we're based here now. So, oh. It, so it's, uh, I've been, for the past three months, I've been sort of in Europe doing Saxon festival gigs. So I'm going to be the first to take a bite at this. Uh, so you're in Dallas and it's 1 p.m. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll let myself out. Uh, <laughs> I'm well so sorry. I, I apologize. That was well played. <laughs> it is indeed 1 p.m. And, and Nigel's in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it might get worse. Just yeah. warning you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so uh, tell us, Nigel, uh, what you've been doing the last three months. You mentioned you were doing some festival dates with Saxon. Uh, in some respects, the touring has sort of returned after COVID and you're sort of catching up and making up for lost times. Uh, tell us how the how the summer went for you and Saxon, and then we'll get into some of the six by six stuff. It was, uh, you know, as I say, it was these festivals have been booked for a while. So, um we just got on with it, you know, and we did, we did some shows, outdoor shows with Judas Priest. Ah, nice. But, um, you know, no, I mean, it was great. Again, it was great to get out playing, you know, yeah. How even, even though it was damn hot at some of these festivals in Europe, you know, oh my. <laughs> how, oh. Many fan, how many fans do you have blowing on you? <laughs> Two. <laughs> Two, okay. As to where in the old days there might have been more. That was a bad joke too. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, tell us about some of the festivals. I think I heard was was Steelhouse one of them. 
Yeah, Steelhouse was a Steelhouse was a last minute one because uh, we were asked to sort of you know we were asked if we if we be willing to do it because I think Ace Frehley was meant to be headlining that that night, right. and they contacted us and said, "Help! Can you can you guys do it?" So we said, "Yeah, of course." And you know, so so it was a good. We enjoy that one. Usually, it's a mud fest up there, but this time it was a bit. You know, wasn't quite so bad. Right. Well, that's cool that you guys were ready to go. I mean, you didn't have to rehearse. You didn't have to. You just showed up and kicked yeah. butt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'd done, you know, we'd been playing, I think, I'm trying to think, I can't remember how many festivals we'd done. But, I mean, by that time, you know, we'd done, um, oh, God, we played in Poland, Italy, Slovakia, Czech Republic, Austria, Hungary. So, yeah, you know, we'd blown the cobwebs out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How how is touring in a in a post COVID world? How does your environment change as far as the meet and greets and being inter- able to interact with other bands at these festivals? Or are you living in a bubble, or or has things sort of opened up a little bit? No, it's um, there's no meet and greets with fans. Yeah, you know, you just can't take the risk. Right, right. Uh, because you know, if someone in in our sort of lot catches you know covid it's game over for a couple of weeks or whatever you know because everyone i mean we were testing i mean i personally was probably testing about every two three days Mm -hmm. you know and it's just something you've got to do right um because as i say you just can't take the chance yeah Um, there's no way there's no way to know of any exposure from anyone who's near you there's no way at all no, that's right. That's right. I mean, we had to blow out three festivals because uh, someone in our entourage got COVID. And um, we had to blow out Barcelona and a couple of uh, gigs in Finland. And then yeah. after, after we'd done, um, I'm trying to think, we did um, three in a row. We did we did uh, Slovakia. I think that was with Priest. Then we did our own show in Hungary. And then we did another one in Austria with Priest. Got back home, me and Doug got it. Yeah. Yeah. This, despite being masked most of the time. Yeah. You know, but you just got to be careful. You know. Yeah, it's a whole different world out there, I guess. Um, On the one hand, it's great that everything's uh, starting to come back, and you're able to tour and play festivals and play concerts and that sort of thing. On the other hand, it's it's kind of it's a different world as far as interacting with your fans and your yeah. and tour mates and that sort of thing. I want to I want to say something too. It's kind of like a sort of amazing, um, you know, the you have to be healthy first, yeah, because you know you're what you're going up against. So then, if you if you're not playing music which is which is what you're here to do uh you're almost mentally unhealthy because you can't get out there and do you have to like uh find a way to keep your mind busy i mean during the two three years that this was happening and people had had to slow down their their business their touring and they're either forced to be creative in other ways sure but now that you're sort of back yeah, uh, and you're having to deal with this. It's like at least you're mentally healthy, and uh, you have also physically prepared. I would imagine so. Yeah. 
uh, a little bit more than usual to keep to keep your uh, and I'm talking your band, your crew, everybody to stay yeah. in the game. And then on top of that, you have to put this like sort of like see through wall, like canceling photo shoots, meet and greets with fans and stuff like that. Yeah. Just to be I, I just wanted to comment on the mentally uh, yeah. he healthy thing now just because you are out there and 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 everybody and everybody who's sort of getting on a plane and double masking and they're all vaxxed up and everything just so they can be mentally healthy even though they're yeah. in a putting themselves in harm's way literally yeah yeah, yeah. so it's just very uh, interesting yeah i mean you know i mean you, you just don't know i mean thankfully you know I mean, when i got it it was just like having a summer cold yeah I, I mean, I've got one of these sort of temperature guns with me and, and stuff, you know, and I, I had no temperature at all. Wow. Wow. But, but uh, you know, thank God. Yeah. Well, so, you know. Rebounded. How, how many songs from this album, Carpe Diem, made it into your set recently? No, none. No, we're saving that because we're touring, uh, we're touring Europe and the UK starting in October. Ah, okay. Okay, so no no sneak peeks at the festival then. By the way, this album is great uh, for fans that are that are listening that may not have heard Carpe Diem, the latest album from Saxon. You guys uh, are one of those handful of bands that I like to talk about on the podcast that I feel is continuing to put out really strong um, albums consecutively at this late stage in your career. I I feel like every album going all the way back to Call to Arms. And what is that now? Five albums or so? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they've all been really good. And this one is no exception. Carpe Diem. I got to give a shout to Nigel because the drumming on uh, Living on the Limit <laughs> is amazing, man. It's the last song on the album and the double kicks in that song are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I, I shared that with my son Dash because he's an aspiring drummer and I was like, listen to this. This is amazing. This this man has been doing this for decades and he still has the stamina to play a song like Living on the Limit. Uh, it's just incredible. So great record. Congratulations. And uh, uh, I guess you'll save it for the tour to promote it uh, live. Yeah. 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 We're already sort of kind of working out which, which songs we're going to do in the tour. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's a great album. Whatever you add will be a nice addition to the set. Thank um, you. Let's, uh, okay, so you're back in Texas. Uh, yeah. What's the first thing you do when you get back to Texas? What, what is it you miss the most when you're in England and you get back to Texas and you go, you know what's number one on the list besides Bucky's? Bucky's. <laughs> <laughs> For those who don't know, Bucky's is a is a is a chain truck stop, gas station, convenience store, and it's massive. And they have everything. And Nigel, I know, is a big fan. If you've seen any photos of him, you've seen uh, Nigel wearing a Bucky's T-shirt before, I'm sure. So what what do you what do you have to do as soon as you get back to Texas? What do you miss the most? Weather, I think. Weather. You know, although Europe, you know, we've had a heat wave. I mean, we've. I mean, there's parts of England that are actually they've declared a drought. Yeah. So, but generally, it's the weather, and and of course, the misses. Of course, that's the most important thing. Right. 
Right. Yeah, we don't want to get you in any trouble. (laughs) (laughs) I always thought it was interesting that you like the Texas weather, being that you're from Britain, because I would find I would I would guess that you most people would find it extremely intolerable. I mean, I'm a native Texan and I find it intolerable. So I've always thought it was interesting that you don't mind the heat. (laughs) No, I don't mind that. I mean, my sort of attitude to weather is I don't care how hot or how cold it is, as long as there's a blue sky. Yeah, I I like that. I like that too. I don't right. know how people live under gray skies for days on end. Yeah. I want, I want clear, clear sunny sky. I don't care whether it's minus or plus. Right, Equal. right. Um, you mentioned, uh, and and we'll move on in just a minute. You mentioned Saxon going out to tour in October. Yeah. Uh, are there any plans for North American dates? Uh, we're sort of looking at we're looking at something sort of early next year, I believe. So. Uh, you know, early days yet, but yeah, we're trying to sort something out, definitely. Okay, yeah, because we're overdue, so don't forget about us. Oh, don't you? <laughs> All right, let's move on to Six by Six, your new project um, with uh, Ian Crichton on guitar yeah. from yeah. from the band Saga, yeah. and uh, Robert Berry on bass. Who you you've got a long history with these two guys, um, so so sort of bring us up to date on how your paths crossed back in the day and what brought you to the present day and this and the new album from six by six. Right. Uh, well, let's start with Robert. I mean, I was, you know, when I joined GTR, um, Steve Hackett had gone by this time and Robert was brought in as a songwriter and everything. So we hit it off straight away. So that was cool. And then when the GTR thing sort of imploded, um, we kind of lost touch for a little while, but uh, I think we were playing San Jose, I think it was, and uh, I can't remember who contacted who, but anyway, Robert came came to the show and everything, and we've kept in touch ever since then. And uh, re-Ian, well, you know, we sort of Saxon and Saga passed crossed quite a few times in Germany at festivals and just general gigging and everything. So, you know, we were always sort of meeting up, say, couple of times a year you know okay and and, and i'm a big saga fan Mm -hmm. you know so that so that was cool i mean you know ian for me is like one of my favorite guitarists you know without blowing smoke up his backside yeah you know and uh and then suddenly out of the blue um robert emailed me and said uh, oh um i've got a band together with this guy ian crichton and you're the guy (laughs) <laughs> and that was it and they said i said you know he said i'll send you some demos and stuff and within i don't know like a couple of weeks i was on a flight over there to do the drums wow end of, end of you know yeah yeah and so for people that aren't familiar with six by six the album is just came out recently um i don't even know if it's been out a month yet has it only been out it's been out a week i think okay so it's been out a week um and well, the, so, the video for China, the single, is already like blown up, though. Yeah. The video, yeah. The, the 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 YouTube. I, I watched it on YouTube, and and I loved it. And uh, there was a ton of views. It's going to be in a few weeks. I would imagine it'd be a hundred thousand views already, if it's not yeah. there already. Yeah, I mean the other. T- I know Yearning to Flies got there. That was. The oh, oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's got there. Uh, so China, China's the newest one, the latest. China, okay. 
first one was yearning to fly. Then I think it was Save the Night was the second one. Ah. And then China's the third one. So China's the most recent one, yeah. Yeah, so for people that haven't heard the album yet, how would you describe the sound? Because I'm sure people are curious, wondering what does what does it sound like coming in? They know you as the drummer for Saxon. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure they're wondering, what is this going to sound like when uh, Nigel gets together with these other two guys? How would you describe it? Well, it, I mean, it's it's very... Um, I'm trying to think, how did it... You know, obviously, it, it's pretty... It's, it's rock, obviously, you mm -hmm. know, on sort of AOR. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I suppose it's you sort of call it progressive heavy rock. I think it's not metal. Right. You know, uh, it's very melodic. I mean, it's given Ian a lot of freedom. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they hear what he's playing on it because it's just given him total free space rather right. than, you know, I think, a lot of the saga stuff he has to sort of play along, you know, in unison with the keyboards and stuff like this. That's what I, that's what I really like about Saga is they had almost a neoclassical vibe with the guitar and the keyboard play between each other. And uh, I was already a fan when I saw Ian was in this project. I was like, I was like, that's the guy, you know, uh, and I thought about On the Loose and that the solo in that it's almost it. it he's almost like a, a prog guitarist who could play super heavy or melodic pop you know he's yeah. a, he's a pro guitar player yeah oh yeah, yeah. definitely I, mean, yeah. I think some of the stuff he's played on on the six album i mean there were a couple of solos that i heard the demos of you know when i was because I, I went in i was the last to go in mm. basically because robert i mean robert's a great drummer too actually he'd laid a template uh, for each tracks okay. when they and um so so they that was a guide, but he said, go and do your own stuff on it. So, and then, I mean, so when I was listening to the tracks, I mean, there are a couple of like Ian solos on there. Robert said, oh, he's going to replace that. I said, don't you dare. <laughs> you are not replacing those solos. No. Yeah. And, and at your request, did they leave the solos? They did. Excellent. Well, wow, so make you the drummer mad. No, don't make the drummer mad. Uh, you, you. So you were the last to come in, and you had yeah. some. You had. They gave you some some power. They gave you, you say, some say. Yeah. Your your opinion mattered. Yeah. That's yeah. that's amazing. I mean, we were constantly. Um, you know, I mean, Robert and and Ian had been working for god knows how many months on this stuff you know sending snippets to each other and bits and pieces and i mean robert's a great arranger um i mean his vocals on this i think are stunning mm, yeah uh, his melodies and, and lyrics are great it, you know if i may yeah his voice is in i'm just being honest all i've really yeah. heard right now is all i've focused on is china yeah. he has a beautiful singing voice it's not yeah, it doesn't sway either way. You you could hear that he could go either way. He could add some grit and be a little nastier oh, yeah. if he wanted to. And he could, his change in dynamic is definitely um, yeah. experienced. Yeah, I mean, he's done, you know, he's done some stuff on there. And I think, you know, surely he's not going to go higher note-wise. And suddenly he hits this high note. And I'm like, whoa, where's he going to go from that one? You know? <laughs> right. But they were, they were really cool. We were sort of, you know... Um, zooming within and stuff and sort of i was allowed to sort of say well what do you think about this yeah let's do that and blah, you know so it's a total freeway thing 
you know. Yeah, that, that, that's what I was going to ask. How much of the how much of the album are songs that each of you brought to the table individually and how much of it is the three of you deciding to do this project and then sort of going uh, approaching it uh, as a as a team? Was it kind of a amalgam of uh, amalgam? What's the word I'm looking for? Amalgamation. Amalgamation. There you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it? I mean, Robert and Ian had written everything, right? Because they'd been working for quite a few months before I even came into the equation. Okay. So, so the songs were basically there. Okay. You know, sort of. I mean, I came in and, and they said, you know, do what you want to do on it, basically. Right. So, um, but they'd written everything. But I mean, we've already started looking at the next album. Wow. So, so I put snippets in on this as well. Okay. Um, so we're already, you know, we're already looking at that. So everyone will be involved on the next one. That that make that raises a question from from my side here. I don't. I mean, uh, you know, we've been we've been friendly for years and years now. But I don't know if I if I actually know or knew. Nigel, do you play other instruments? Do you play any yeah. keys or guitar? Yeah. Keys, yeah. Keys. Wow. Okay. Play a little bit of bass. Okay. A pathetic amount of guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds <Yeah>. like me. <laughs> but I'm not Rick Waitman, you know, but I, I just, if I'm writing, I can just sort of get it across, and sometimes I'll use guitar samples. Yeah. So I'll play, like, I'll play a riff on a keyboard, and then a guitarist will turn it into a guitar riff. Sure. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if a lot of people realize just uh, how much of a prog rock fan you are. Uh, obviously, your reputation is built on Saxon, but uh, I would think coming into an opportunity like Six by Six gives you a lot of uh, uh, room to flex your your prog rock, you know, intuition yeah. more so than than Saxon. Yeah, I mean, the the, the difference is there's a bit more light and shade. Ah, you know, there's, there's the odd little sort of odd time signature somewhere, you know, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've always been a prog head, you know, yeah. band, yes, and stuff like that, you know, all those, all those and Genesis. I mean, I think I've told you before, I think my favorite ever band's Genesis. Yes. Wow. You yeah. have told me all, that. Yeah. All, whatever lineup, I love it all. And, and probably... You know, my second favorite band is this Italian band called PFM. Yes. And uh, who I turned you on to. Yes, I went and watched it on YouTube immediately after our conversation. It was good stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to absolutely, you know, blow the house apart to, you know, practicing drums when I was living with my parents still. And, uh, put headphones on, put PFM albums on, and I'd be up in the bedroom slamming the drum kit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of know how that works. Yeah, I've got a, yeah. I, I've got a kid that's slamming the drum set at my house now. We had it was funny actually. We had a, we had a couple of dogs that had a couple of Jack Russells, Tom and Jerry. They were and uh, and uh, as soon as they saw me going near my drum kit, if they were in my room, saw me, they went, "Oh, we're out." Even yeah. <laughs> we, we have we have. A, <laughs> We have a cat that does the same thing. Uh, Dash will go upstairs, and as soon as she hears that kick pedal, hit that bass drum. Oh, yeah. Because he's getting settled into his kit, she's off and she's going to hide. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I go with her. Yeah. <laughs> 
So what are your plans? Uh, tell me, what's the? Uh, is there any significance to the name Six by Six? How'd that come about? Well, apparently, it's six, six foot six or something is, is the length of human DNA. Apparently, wow. um, it was just you know we were just looking at names. I mean, there were some hilarious names came up. We were we were making names up to see, to see if they were, and then checking on Wikipedia. You know. I mean, it's just if they were bands of the same name, and you wouldn't believe how many there are. <laughs> uh, oh, hilarious. But there, there was that, and then we thought, well, there's three of us, six hands, six, you know, whatever. You know, six eyes, whatever, and we just thought it worked because, you know, the idea is to stay as a three-piece. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the album cover, too. Uh, it's an interesting... Um, I don't Is that a painting? Uh, it, no, it, it, uh, um our sort of media guy, Rob, he, he sort of put that together. Uh, he just sort of did it as, um, I don't know, just an experiment. I saw that. I said, that is just brilliant. So you people know? people that haven't seen it, how would we describe this? It's sort of a, it's three guys on a, on a motorcycle with a sidecar or? Yeah, yeah. And it, I think it's from like the 1920s or something, like early 1920s or something. And then he, and then he sort of put these really weird, trees in the background i mean i saw that and i just thought that is brilliant that's got to be the cover it's just got to be you know because yeah. it was so different i mean i can see that on a big poster you know yeah and um you know we had one rule no spaceships you know <laughs> no space nothing like that you know which a yeah. lot of proggy people do so we right. no you know Right, right, uh, and I like the the dice. It's got uh, there's a pair of dice in there, so there's all kinds of imagery and playing off the name six by six. Are yeah. the dice? I, I guess I haven't seen it. Are the dice showing sixes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I was just guessing. <laughs> That's a good guess. Mm. Uh, um, what are the what are the tour plans for six by six? We're kind of looking at uh, maybe the sort of second quarter or of next year we want to get some we're definitely going to be touring definitely yeah now this is not a this is not like a one-off project this is a band yeah so yeah. as i say we're already looking at the next album um and and touring well, again would that would that tour make its way to north america or is that it's Damn, too <laughs> yeah. oh yeah there yeah. You, there's your answer there's your answer <laughs> yeah, well, we're excited about it. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to have a lot of rehearsal because, you know, I mean, Robert on the on the um, on the album played keyboards as well. I mean, he's a great mm -hmm. keyboard player, great bass player. So we're going to have to sort of work out like a sort of type a rush type thing, probably with some pedals and you know, bass pedals and things like that. So would but, you you would keep it as a three piece even in the live environment? Well, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean. You know, we'll see how rehearsals go and, and take it from there. I mean, maybe we might have to have a, you know, another keyboard player at some point. I don't know. Yeah. It's Would you be willing to, because I've, I've seen bands do this, or I've seen drummers do this, where, like, if there was a part that had a significant bass line in it that pretty much had to be there... Yeah. Would there be some kind of way for you, even though you would be busy, some kind of pad you could hit that would that would play through like the section that he had to put his hands on the bass yeah, you know, while I mean, you still kept the beat? I'm sure there, there's a way around to at least 
keep the three piece, the six by six. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. I mean, you, you're, you're ample, you're, you're able to do that. So I would imagine you guys will figure this out fairly quickly within start of rehearsals. Yeah, I think, you know, there's, I mean, there's a lot of technology now that you can use, you know, pads and stuff with samples on, you know, I mean, I, you know, I've already got a pad that I use with, with Saxon, you know, with right. like the sort of jet from 747 on and I'm trying to think there's a church bell on, on another pad and just stuff like that, you know, that I can sort of quickly whack, you know, yeah, while, sure. I, while I'm so yeah i mean that's def that's a definite possibility yeah. yeah like if there's a key patch like a hold right you can just hit that yeah. get back into your bead and the next chord boom next chord yeah uh, you know even neil peart did that yeah um in places a lot of people may not know that but uh there is you know getty with the where he has to play the bass line he's yeah. got all those pedals I, I'm confident it's a done deal. You guys are going to remain yeah, I mean, a three-piece. Alex had pedals too, so sure. You know. <clears throat> yeah, there's well, a way. Oh yeah, I was going to say you seem. I mean, you've already said that you're excited about it, but you seem happy to be involved in this this thing. Yeah. You seem like you seem to be glowing about it a little bit, and that that's really great to see, man. That, yeah. that, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier, uh, because he has had such a longstanding interest in Prague. And, you know, Saxon uh, obviously is a different beast. But I would imagine right. that for Nigel, this is kind of the, this is sort of the kid in the candy store scenario where he gets yeah, to flex is. those muscles a little bit and collaborate with like minded people where the yeah. mission isn't just metal, you know? No, that's right. I mean, it's like, you know, last year as well. I mean, I did a couple of other albums sessions you know i did a couple of tracks on the last alcatraz album yes mm. uh, and um then i did another uh, an album with um jim kirkpatrick of fm i think i mentioned that to you before mm -hmm. I, I mean i love you know playing with other people it's like it's interesting yeah you know? and, and I, you know it's it sort of i'm constantly striving to improve all the time you know in some way or another and um, you know i think Sometimes playing with other people makes you push yourself. So you're you're back in Texas now, um, yeah. and and we had Nibs on the show a while back, and I didn't realize this, but he's based out of Germany. Yes. So um, how has how has the Saxon writing process changed over the years with everybody sort of living in different areas of the country? I know that COVID sort of made it to where bands were starting to create albums remotely much yeah. more so than they had before but you guys were kind of already doing that so did it have a major impact on your songwriting or something you were already kind of used to no it was something we we, we were used to everyone sends bits and bobs in you know um i mean obviously in the early days it was a lot different because we'd all go into a studio and just jam for weeks you yeah. know and get, and get stuff together but you know, with the, with the technology now that's happened over the past, say, 25 years, something like that, you don't have to do that now. Although I do enjoy doing that. Yeah, I was going to sure. say, do you, do you miss that? Because I, I know all of us, when we were younger guys, the whole idea was to get in a room and make a racket with your friends yeah. and have a few beers and just let it rip. Yeah. And, you know, the older we get and responsibilities and other things kind of get in the way. But uh, even though technology allows for you to record remotely, 
I, you have to miss some aspects of the camaraderie in the room. Yeah, I mean, plus, I mean, actually, I, I've got to say, when I record, again, I think I've mentioned this to you before, when I record, I like to record on my own. Do you because, record at, do you record on your own gear at, at your house, at your place? No, no. no. Go to okay. Computer, what, what I like to do is, you know, we have the demos and the demos are done to a click, yeah. right? So we know what the tempo is going to be. I mean, the only thing that would sort of change is maybe, you know, go to the studio, oh, let's try that a bit slower or let's try that a bit, you know, up the tempo a little bit. But once that's all sussed, generally I like to go in a room maybe with, with uh, you know, one guitarist and and the, and the bass player. And, uh, I mean, this is for whatever I do, actually. Sure. So, um or, or again, I go on last sometimes. For instance, the, the album I did with Jim Kirkpatrick, I was last on it. Yeah. Everything was on, basically. Right. Um, Which, but, when you compare to the old days, it used to not be that way. Your basic no, that, tracks were bass and drums, and then you yeah. overdub guitars and such. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but now, were, nowadays, that's kind of that's uh, gone out the window. You could do it in yeah. reverse now. Yeah. A lot of people still do that that kind of thing and yeah. i think it's uh, you feel most comfortable with i mean yeah. personally i like to go in the studio as i say one guitar whichever guitarist plays the riff the best has the best feel on it um and the bass player and I go down i go with a click track sometimes i'm lucky get through the song first takes the one mm -hmm. you know which if that happens great you know onto oh, yeah. the next one. Yeah. but but if it doesn't then then I can go in if I want to do another one. I can go in, but I've already got them on, on track as a guide, so they can go off to the pub or wherever they want to go and leave me to it. You know, I, yeah. I think that there was always this thing I feel in in the sort of past when you were all in a room together. It was like, yeah, great. I mean, my best my best takes are probably one to four mm -hmm. of any track. You know, because mm -hmm. you're friends. You know, and. Uh, there was always this thing, I might be doing a great take and then someone screws up in the middle of it, so you've got to stop. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. So then you do it again, and maybe the second take, I screw up or something. And then, oh, here we go. And the third take, someone else screws up. And you always get that thing in, we just got to get the drums down. So you end up playing it safe just to get it done. Right, yeah. Well, on my own, I can just go for it. If I screw up, I screw up. There's no one else going, oh, geez. You know, there's right. only me. There's only yeah. me. Yeah, you're in your own, under your own scrutiny. Yeah, you, exactly. you are taking care of business on your yeah. own. You know yeah. what you have to do already. There's not a producer or one of your other bandmates going, "Hey, you fucked up, man." You know, you don't need that shit. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. You got, you know. Um, I have a, I have a question. Yeah. When you're when you're picking tempos via click track, do you feel or I'll just ask, I mean, is it like, let's talk Saxon, is it Biff? You know, he has to sing his phrasing at a certain tempo. The song has to feel, hey, that's too fast. I can't get all my words in there. Or that's too slow. It feels like you guys are sleeping. It's a different song when it's this tempo and that tempo. Has yeah. to be this right tempo for the color of the song to come through. Lyrically, yeah. phrasing, melodies won't yeah. work if the tempo's not right. Is it Biff that's picking those tempos? Everyone, everyone has a go. I mean, you know, got to be sort of yeah. I mean, it's main, it's mainly Biff, but at the same time, if, if you know, it's pretty obvious if something isn't grooving. 
Mm, yeah. yeah. I mean, to me, that's the most important thing in any song. It's got yeah. a groove. Yes, you that's know? right. Um, and if it doesn't damn well groove, it's it's you've got to think again. You know, even so even if it's yeah, even if it's and some people might not realize even if it's a super fast burner of a song, there has to be this sort of creepy sort of like undertow, which yeah. is which is groove. Even though you're going do good 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 there has to be this thing happening. It's yeah, it has to be like a serpentine. There has to be some kind of like wave happening, churning feeling, even though the tempo's two hundred. It has yeah. to be this freakish, yeah. find either. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so the six by six stuff. Um, I was Jason and I were texting each other back and forth, sort of trying to, you know, compare. You know, uh, mention some of the sounds that we heard. If we were trying to explain this to somebody, and I heard, you know, I heard little bits of yes, and uh, I heard bits of Asia. And then Jason uh, brought up King's X, which I thought was an interesting oh, uh, comparison. Love and, King's X. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can tell. And I'm going <laughs> and I'm ba and just to be just to be honest again, I know I've already said it, but I'm I'm only going by China. I probably listened to the song three times. So yeah. I'm hearing like this. Of course, King's X has a, they're a little edgier that, you know, uh, Doug plays with a distorted bass sometimes yeah. and it's got a different, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this was like a sort of like subdued, less dynamic uh, version of King's X only on this song once again. Yeah. But it's it had all that groove. It had all the harmony and melody and phrasing of something that those guys might do. I'm not saying it sounded like King's X. It was like stylistically, if you like King's X, you should check this out because it feels like that kind of a record. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I hadn't, yeah, I hadn't thought about that at all, actually. They're very melodic. And like I said, oh. they're edgy. They're edgy, but they're singing their asses off. The lyrics yeah. are conscientious, you know, they're very thoughtful. Uh, and you guys are doing the same, almost political and and so still keeping gray area, but making people think. That's important. Yeah. That's cool for that for what you have going on with it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's interesting. I'll have to mention that to the guys actually when I speak to them later today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. China, um, China is a, a bit political uh, in 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 its lyrical content, and um, so. Don't blame robert no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was yeah i wasn't going to blame you but i i was thinking to myself um that that that's not a political statement is not usually something i associate with you specifically no. i can't speak for the other two guys now granted saxon has had some songs that have historical themes and that sort of thing but this is a very contemporary you could call it somewhat political song um how do you feel were you nervous about presenting something like that and being and and worried that uh oh political backlash if somebody doesn't share our views on this or whatever no i think i mean you know robert i mean we agree with Rob, robert's written you know he's right he got really pissed off with the way that the, the uyghurs are being handled in china and stuff you know the the muslims over there being put in camps and stuff and you know he was just reading reading and, and looking at what was going on in the news, you know? Yeah. So, no, I mean, it's not a case of him 
standing out there on his own. You know, we've got his back too. You know, right. I, re I related to it immediately because me and my wife talk about that group of people in China being mistreated yeah. all the time. She reads, yeah. she reads about it all the time. It's terrible. I mean, I got you know, we there were okay. I mean, Rob, I think it was Rob. I'm trying to think who it was. Um, no, the initial no, it wasn't Rob. It's the guy that does the video. Sorry, I've forgotten his damn name. You'll kill me now. Um, but he, he put a few sort of things in imagery things, and it was like, you know, the, the dog eating thing over there. And I went, no, I'm not having that in a video. Mm -hmm. I feel really strongly about it. I thought, no, that's, that's, that's too far. I mean, it just upset me seeing that. Yeah. Right. Okay. So that's what I was getting at. So, yeah. so there, there, there are times when you'll, you'll draw a line and say, look, I, it's important that we say something, but we're going to, we're, we're not going to go overboard with this. No, because no, people know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People know. Um, so do, you mentioned six by six already mapping out a second album. Are you, do you already have uh, songs in the works? Have you been recording already or is, or we're not quite there yet? No, we're not recording yet. I mean, as I say, I mean, there's some sort of bits I've sent to Robert and uh, Ian and Robert Lighton. So that, you know, I think Robert's already been working on one of the things I sent. Um, but no, I mean, there's some tracks that didn't make it that we didn't never finished or that aren't on the album yet. Right. Okay. So more stuff. I, is it fair to say that you might possibly be even more excited about the second album since you're kind of coming in the door at the same time as the other guys? Oh no, I mean it's just it's just it's just great. It's you know we get on great. I mean, me and Ian hit it off straight away because, because he like me loves IPA and he loves uh, Indian curry as well. Really <laughs> That's important. <laughs> he was really pissed off that I was in England for those three months because I was just gorging on it, you know. <laughs> it, it was a bit of a drag because I was like living at sort of crashing at friends' houses and stuff, you know, while I was over there. And I, I sort of felt for a while I was living like a bit of a refugee. Yeah. And so, so I sort of sent this in an email to Ian and all he sent back was, yes, you may be living like a refugee, but they have chicken ticker there, you know. <laughs> 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 mm -hmm. Priorities, but, priorities. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> get on great. We respect each other. There's no, you know, it's just great. Yeah. You know? Um, I know you're a beer guy. You just mentioned IPA. So oh, yeah. uh, when you when you get back to Texas, are do you have any favorite Texan beers? Oh yeah, yeah. You <laughs> I know some of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's one. In fact. Um, Gina bought me a bought me a four pack of that one of my favourite beers, which is More Cowbell <laughs> by Buffalo Brewing Company from just outside Houston. So they were waiting for me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> those are good. Uh, Nigel brought some of those over to my house one time, and uh, and they were tasty. You got to be careful with them, though. They didn't <laughs> last. They still didn't last very long. I'm sure. Well, I had some help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had some very good help, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so let's, um, while we've got you, let's pick your brain a little bit. I want to go back, and uh, you and I were talking the other day, and um, I found it really interesting. Somehow we landed on the subject of Motley Crue, and you mentioned that your favorite album from Motley Crue is the one they did with John Karabi. Yeah. 
and I know a lot of people who share that opinion. Um, I, I, get, I, just, I guess I wasn't expecting it coming from you. So what is it about that album that uh, you hold in it's such kind high regard? It's kind of a cult. It's kind of a cult, actually. Yeah, the, they're, yeah, not, the people... they're not anti-Motley Crue at all. They're, they're fans of Motley Crue, but there's a lot of fans who really lean in on that record. It's like, I didn't know Motley could sound like this because it's yeah. very different only because of the voice. Surely they didn't. Well, did the do you think they changed their songwriting to fit his voice, or do you think John came in? What do you what's your take on that record? I don't know. I mean, I just love it. I mean, I think what's my favorite track, and is it "Crack the Sky" or "Crash the Sky" mm -hmm. or whatever? Mm -hmm. crack, crack the Sky, yes. Riff just blows me away every time I hear it. I mean, the whole production of the album is great as well. It's just in your face, yeah. you know. And you you toured with Motley Crue a million years ago. Uh, what was that? Uh, was it the Crusader tour? And they were on Shout at the Devil, or what yeah, they were Shout at the Devil. And yeah, it must have been Crusader we were on, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Eighty four, eighty four, eighty five. Yeah, yeah. Eighty four, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that was a that was a pretty memorable tour for for you. You told me that you got along really well with Nikki Six, and you guys had uh, had a bit of a you know, friend, friendship on the road. Uh, you know, of course, yeah. we're all, all younger then. They were all cool, really. Um, but no, me and Nikki had a we had one of these. I don't know who started it, an arm punching competition. You know. Oh shit! <laughs> Place, you know, and I beat him, so I was well pleased about oh, yeah. that. Well, you're, I mean, the, you're I mean, a drummer. Going down to lunch, Nicky was sitting there. I said, come on, then, let's have it. And he was going, no more, no more. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, you're a drummer. So, you know, keeping those arms in shape. <laughs> no, they were not. They were great. Awesome. Uh, um, going, let's let's go back to let's say Crusader, Power and the Glory, uh, or let you pick. What what's been your favorite tour? If you look back on the all the tours Saxon has done and and the bands that you've teamed up with, which was most enjoyable for you? Oh God, I know there's I, been a million. I don't think I can pick just one because I mean it's like every you know you have great moments with any band you tour with. Yeah. There was, I mean, there's some great fun, you know, I mean, more recently, you know, when, when we toured with Fozzy, you know, mm. we with those guys, great, Chris is a great guy, you know, um, UFO, you know, we've known them a long time. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard, it, I can't really just say one band, you know. Yeah. There's certain times, you know, when you're on tour, there's certain times that you have a great time, I mean, with, with any band, there's certain times when it gets you down or... You know, you get a bit argumentative with people, whether it's within your own band or whatever. You know, that's just the nature of the beast. It's just yeah. human. You yeah. Know? Well, so, you're living in cramped quarters uh, under less than ideal circumstances. So yeah, every tour has had its own, you know, ups and downs. You know, I mean, bands. Were, I don't think we've really come across anyone that's being sort of total dicks with us, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember seeing you um, open for Triumph, and I thought that was an interesting pairing because you know it makes the, when when you went out with Iron Maiden that made sense. When you went out with Rainbow that made sense. Uh, yeah. When you went out with Accept that made sense. But to me, Triumph was a bit of an odd pairing. Uh, what do you remember about that tour? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, that was, I think that was 82, wasn't it? I seem to think. I think it, it, it was like, you know, the first, you know, which was my first year touring the States. I mean, the first gigs we did were with Molly Hatchet. I mean, you can't think much more of a mismatch than that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was like, then we did that tour. And then we would, yeah, we were jumping on, you know, doing shows, say a run of three or four gigs with someone like Triumph. Then we did the rainbow thing, and then then it was like more triumph again, and then cheap trick. Oh, yeah, we were cheap trick. I think Crocus were on in the middle then, and then they went, and Aldenova came on. Oh wow! Okay. When the, when the gigs with Trick went mad, you know, because obviously his first album was out that went, you know, yeah, you know, crazy. So no, that was that was you know they were they were great as well. In fact, where it was one it was one gig on that when I got I got um, I got taken to hospital because I had caught pneumonia. Oh no! And uh, I came back from the hospital and um, I basically pleaded with the doctor. I said, just give me something so I can do the gigs because initially he said you're not playing any gigs. Mm. I said I've got to do it, and um, very kindly Bunny Carlos. <laughs> come in and offered his services, you know, to play the Saxon set. And apparently he sat on my kit and went, whoa, bloody hell, or something. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah your, kit, your kit's like four of his. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You know, yeah right. I mean, <laughs> did, did he play? No, I played. Yeah. Oh, okay. But he was willing. Yeah. I mean, you know, thank, <laughs> thanks to him. It was great. You know, what a, you know, he stepped up to the plate you know offered yeah. it and everything which is great you know wow yeah he, i mean you've had such a long and storied history with saxon and and uh you know still going strong and like i said earlier the albums are coming out great and i don't see you know you guys don't seem to be showing any signs of slowing down um is there a game plan uh well you mentioned there's a tour coming up so yeah um now now that you're back in texas i know you and doug uh, you lived close enough together in England where you, the two of you could actually get together and work on songwriting. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So th th you, that's kind of, that's obviously changed now. Um, what, what do you miss about being in the room with, with Doug? I, I guess you haven't really started writing for the next album yet, but, um, how is that dynamic going to be different besides well, for obvious reasons? I'm, as I said, you know, I was over there for nearly the whole summer, so we were getting stuff done, mm. you know. Uh, you know, and again, you know, with all this remote stuff, there's nothing to stop him sending me ideas and me sending him ideas, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's just not face-to-face. -face. Right. Right. You know, all just... they can on Zoom, you know, like this. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Fairly you... normal, fairly normal stuff now. Yeah, it seems to be the yeah. the new way of doing things. Uh, yeah, I guess the only the downside is you can't go to the pub after you get done with, with you and Doug. Now that's tr that's true, but we can still have a few beers <laughs> even, even over Zoom. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so um, six by six uh, is is out now for a week. Uh, it's been getting great reviews. Are I'm sure you're, you've got to be pleased with the reviews. Everything I've read, anyway, has been very positive. Yeah, I'm over the moon with it. You know, 
over the moon. So we're just really pleased. It's you know it's taken it's taken a while for it to come out and everything, but uh, no. As soon as I heard this stuff, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. You know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the comments. The comments. We're all very, very pleased and raring to go. You know. Comments yeah. on on the video were all real positive and. Uh, you know, it sparked a lot of uh, talk about the lyric, talking about China, and yeah. um, but everyone was still positive and and um, you know saying uh, good things about the song as well as mentioning, wow, that took a lot of guts to write something, you know, that to actually hold something up and go, everyone should know about this. So yeah. here's a rock and roll song that can help you understand. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean. Rock so. I mean, a lot of Robert's lyrics are great. There, you know, he he's quite a deep thinker. You know, yeah. Uh, are you are you a lyric writer at all? I used to help out a bit in sort of I'm trying to think in the sort of mid Saxon days. You know, mm -hmm. uh, with with lyrics and melody and yeah. stuff. In fact, it was I think it was um, I'm trying to think what was it? It was we got banned in Turkey. Think it was years ago for Crusader. Wow! Wow! And in particular, the second verse which I wrote. Biff <laughs> <laughs> turned around to me and said, "That's all your fault." <laughs> yeah, thanks what, a lot, what is, Nigel. What is what is the second verse? Oh no, I'm not going to sing it now. I'm not going to say it now. But it was it was just a sort of you'll have to look it up. But it was just. I mean, they've played in Turkey since, you know. Yeah, yeah. When I was sort of taking a break from the band. They they went there, so that was all cool, you know. But it was just at the time. It's your damn verse. It's your one. <laughs> is uh is is lyric writing something you'd uh, be interested in exploring, especially now, maybe with six by six, uh, because it's sort of a new creative environment for you, or is it just is that something you would rather just leave just to the other guys? Yeah, I'd rather leave that to Robert. I mean, he's a lyricist. You know, he's been doing it for years, singing and stuff. So yeah. you know, why upset the apple cart? Right, yeah. right. Uh, we should mention, too, that uh, there's a, a graphic novel that accompanies the album. Is that right? Yeah. It's called uh, the, the Journey Internal. The Journey Internal. Tell us a little bit about how that came about. Uh, it seems to be sort of a new thing these days a lot of bands are putting out uh, graphic novels to accompany an album so how, how did yours come about really you know robert's baby mm -hmm. you know um but i gotta say i mean the people that have been doing the artwork on it i mean it's just brilliant you know so yeah, really i want to raise my hand and talk about this i've never held one of these in my hand a graphic novel i that I, I know Anthrax, Judas Priest, now Six by Six. I mean, slews of other artists have have done this. What is this for people who may not know, such as me and our listeners? What is this, Dave, Nigel? Learn me. I mean, I've got to admit, I've got to admit, it's it's a new thing for me too. Okay. Yeah. It's a new thing. Um, what, what have you guys learned about it? What? I mean, I know that it's artwork. It's off the chain, incredible artwork because that's kind of the idea behind it. And, yeah. But it just seems to me like it's an art book that has, is it lyrics? Is it biographical stories uh, told by the band? 
what do you know it, about it? I mean, this is, this is Robert's baby, so it's something that, you know, he's had a vision about, you know, to do with his lyrics as well and his thoughts and everything. So, you know, I think, quite frankly, Robert being the best person to talk to about it. Wow, um, yeah. It's making me think of me being a giant Saxon fan, and Dave, of course, uh, a band like Saxon, and of course Iron Maiden, and and even and Anthrax, and even Judas Priest. It just seems in like a metal band, yeah, with the content of lyrics and the different sort of like, uh, you know, spokes that the lyrics of that type can go. Uh, yeah. this type of thing is perfect for that. Um, for artwork, for collectibles, for, you know, just super rock nerd stuff, ultimately. Yeah. But but the stories, it could be the lyrics and these uh, sort of like vignettes on the, the, the story behind the lyric and all this stuff. It could You could go yeah. deep. And it oh, would yeah. be really, really interesting for the nerds like me to probably want to crack open and, and yeah. you know, probably learn ab uh, about the origins of the song and you know, uh, you know, learn learn about uh, shit. Even you know, you got from Dallas one p.m. to Crusader to you know, yeah. just like these historical, uh, real stories and what inspired yeah. the lyricist, whichever artist it is, to yeah. do this. I think is a great. I mean, I, I don't. I still am trying to conceptualize what one of these actually is um, without buying one yet. So my, my take on it, the, from what I've been able to gather, there the artwork is very uh, animated and sort of fantastical. It almost comes across it, visually. It, it almost looks like a comic book. Yeah, that's yeah, like, what I've seen. Yeah. But I, I and I think each band approaches it differently. So I think in some cases, the, the novel is basically a story loosely based on the lyrics of a particular album or in other cases it might be a little more abstract than that um so i haven't seen all of the six by six i i've seen uh uh like a, a still shot of one page so i see what the artwork looks like but conceptually i'm not sure what it's about but it sounds like robert uh i don't know if he's telling the story of the the songs or if it's a little more abstract than that in this case that's basically what it is to be quite honest with you we haven't you know we We've sort of discussed when it's coming out and seen the sort of artwork, but I haven't delved any sort of deeper into it. Right. As I say, that's his baby, you know. Yeah, yeah. Seems interesting, and it seems just like it hasn't quite... Uh, it seems popular, but not as popular as I feel the potential that it has. I mean, just, you know, broad yeah. statement. I think it's just another little sort of... Thing, you know someone for instance might just buy the graphic novel and then get into the band maybe or something you know i don't know it, it seems it, it's kind of like you know back when we were kids you bought an lp and it came with a poster yeah and nobody buys lps anymore and there is no such thing as all the packaging that you used to get with like a kiss album or something so maybe this is sort of the new version of of having a visual accompaniment uh, you know companion to the music yeah if, yeah. You're, if you've downloaded a record and and there's these other things these emit these these toys that you can get to go with it that sort of are yeah. more explanatory and and that sit on the shelf nicely uh yeah. 
I think that that's really cool and a step back into what I used to call the ritual, which was, you know, you buy the, you, you go to the store, you thumb through, you your eyes get big, you purchase the record, you run home, because you're, you're a punk ass kid that can't wait yeah. to hear this new record by yeah. your favorite band. And yeah. you're, you're opening the plastic, you're pulling the record, you're smelling the ink, all of that shit. That's the, and then dropping the needle and then just the, for the next hour, staring at both sides of yeah. whatever they yeah. gave you. Yeah. I, I just feel Re like that's. Notes on it, reading who played what. Yeah. Or the, yeah. Who did, well, I love, uh, oh, yeah. I love all that stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that used yeah. to be, as Jason said, part of the ritual. And uh, I, to this day, I can recite things off of album covers, like who produced the record or who did the artwork or whatever, because <laughs> I was lost in those liner notes just as much as I was lost in the music. Or yeah. all, the, all, the, all the artwork. Yeah, yeah, the artwork. Yeah. Is, yeah. And the 6 by 6 artwork is, uh, the album cover is great, and the artwork I've seen in this graphic novel is great, too. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. the torch so um how how is it uh it sounds to me like six by six you have intentions for this being an ongoing uh a band for for a while so yeah. how how are you going to manage to have that coexist with with saxon how are you going to manage to do both and especially if it comes to once it comes to touring we'll work it out you know i mean ian's got to work around saga as well remember yeah so yeah. you know <clears throat> basically what I've done, what we've done at the moment, I mean, we, you know, six by six, I've got a manager. So I put them in touch with, with the Saxon manager. And I guess, you know, they'll get in touch with the saga side and we'll just work it out that way, you know? And I hate to be that guy <laughs> trying to sort out everyone's travel schedule. Oh, no, that guy's on tour in North America. Well, this guy's in Japan. And <laughs> yeah. Plus the fact you sort of think, Great. Okay, I've done a tour with so and so. Now, now I can go home for a few few weeks. No, I can't. I've got to go there now with the yeah, other lot. There's there. Yeah, yeah. The old <laughs> careful what you wish for thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm. I'm. You, uh, you can do it, Nigel. You can do it. Yeah, I have no doubt. Yeah. And you know, and and Biff did a solo record uh, in recent uh, over during the COVID period, I guess. And uh, so you guys, and as you said, you've done other sessions besides yeah. what we talked about today. So yeah. you guys have managed to uh, branch out in other directions and still keep everything going in, you know, yeah. snacks. And so we have, I mean, we have, we have no doubt you'll figure out how to juggle it all. Yeah, we'll work it out. Not I think, but I think, we are going to tour anyway. I think Biff did something with Amon Amarth. Yeah, well, he's done a track with Amon Amarth. That's he right. Yeah. And I think Paul and uh, Doug played a solo. Each played a solo on the same track, I think. Really cool. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, you had... Uh, Doing other, other bits and bobs, you know. So, I mean, Doug and I write... You know, we, we've written stuff for, you know, live, what they call library music, which can get used on, like, TV programs and stuff like that. Right. You know, so that's something else I do. I, I do it with Doug. I do it with another friend of mine that was in my first pro band. And, uh, and I do it on my own. So that's something else, you know. Are you, you have, uh, is it kind of an account that you start and you submit 
music drops to this account or do you have is there a, a, a placement manager that you're in touch with that you send material to this particular company uh, they'll send sort of they'll send sort of requests how about you know we were thinking of we've been asked by a client to uh, this kind of music and uh, we thought of you Oof. right so then i submit stuff and see what happens you know pretty cool yeah. Yeah. Um, are you house hunting? Not at the moment. No. Uh, no. Okay. Break was... it two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know uh, you're in Dallas now, and I know you used to live here in Austin. And I was wondering uh, if if you have a city of preference, or if you're just kind of uh, you know at the moment just sort of getting settled and not not worried about such things at this time. Not worried about that at the moment. Well, we'd love yeah. to have you back in Austin, so I'm going to cast a vote for Austin. I knew it was coming <laughs> to that. Yeah, we we love having you here. Yeah, yeah, because we can get together for dinner or, or, or IPAs or whatever, and the, oh, the, yeah. clo the closer the better. We can do that sometime anyway, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, Nigel, I, I, I can't thank you enough for joining us today. Um, this is your second time on the Talk Louder podcast, and we really appreciate it. I love that you're so available to us, and we always have a great time talking to you. Uh, I'm glad you're back in Texas. I hope that means we can get together at some point. And uh, congratulations on the new album from uh, Six by Six. It's a great uh It's a great album, and I'm happy to hear you've got some tour plans. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, that you're already, you know, kicking around ideas for a second album. So it's here to stay. And folks yep. should go check it out. Is the album called Six by... What's the title of the album? Yeah, it's Six by Six. Okay, it's self-titled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So people need to go check that out. Six by Six featuring Nigel Glockler, Ian Crichton, and Robert Berry. Uh, three amazing musicians pooling sure. their talents together. So... Yeah, I think that kind of surprised people. when you know, reading the reviews, it's like... Who would have thought these three would get together? That's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. You being, I, you know, I don't want to pigeonhole you, of course, because I, I know that you your your musical talents go well beyond just the heavy metal realm. But the average person is going to think, Saxon, how does that fit in with Saga and the guy that was, you know, played with uh, ELP or, the you know, the, the GTR, which you were a part of as well. But... Yeah, the Saxon just kind of sounds like this big, charging, raging bull. And then you're, you know, how does this going to work with these other guys? <laughs> well, in our, in our, our, the first time we had you on the show, Nigel, you told the story of how you got the Saxon gig. And I think people should go back and, and watch that episode. It'd be a good excuse for them to go back and, and watch that and then realized that you were also in all kinds of like weird and cool underground new wave kind of shit. You were doing so many different things while also being a, a metalhead, you know, someone yeah. who likes to fucking rock, yeah. uh, play heavy shit. So, you know, people should go check that out and then put that together because you, you obviously are a man of many styles. And uh, yeah, before I, before we let you go, I just want to get in a word. Congrats on the new record, Six by Six. And, Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, uh, ho hope to see that come through here sometime. Yeah, oh yeah, we're you know we're planning it. We'll get it. We'll get it together. So, yeah, we'll have to. Um, 
have to get down there so we have a few IPAs. And you know what really pisses me off? What? You know, um, you know, everyone knows I love Indian food, right? Right. So living living in Lakeway, right near yeah. Austin. Yeah. And uh, so we've just moved, obviously up here. They've now opened an Indian restaurant in Lakeway. Ah. And it's and it's the best Indian I've had in the states. Oh. Right. Is no. Is right. it a ch is it a chain store? No, I don't think so. No, oh, it's a like a mom and pop. It's like a one off. Yeah, it's a wow. one. It's brilliant. Wow. Uh, well, there you go. There's your excuse to come Time back. Time to move visit. back to Lakeway. <laughs> Time to move back. <laughs> Maybe they got your old house waiting for you. <laughs> next week. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Perfect. I'm me available. And, Let's make me it and Dave. Me and Dave are on the road. <laughs> yeah. Ready. Uh, Nigel, thank you so much for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. We're happy to have you back in Texas. Uh, give my best to Gina um, and, uh, and and continued success with 6 by 6 We'll be following that record as, it, as people become familiar with it. It's good stuff. People need to hear it. And, uh, of course, we've always got our eyes and ears open for whatever's coming down the road as far as Saxon is concerned. So, Well, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. We do appreciate you joining us. On behalf of my co-host, Jason McMaster, I'm Metal Dave Glessner, along with our very special guest today, Nigel Glockler, folks, on the Talk Louder podcast. See you later. <laughs>